It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Happy 4th of July on the 5th of July. Look, I know our country isn't the most perfect thing in the world, but it's still awesome when you consider all of the other countries in the world. Like, for instance, we love and we have the ability to talk about our nation's pastime, namely the best team in our nation's pastime. The Cincinnati Reds. Thanks for finding the Lockdown Reds podcast here today. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Today, we're going to recap the fact that the Reds have swept the Cubs. We're going to talk about some awesome things that are rolling for this team and a little bit of all star talk with Jesse or about Jesse Winker and Nick Castellanos. And we'll look at Vladimir Gutierrez versus Mike Miner. Before we get into all of that, though, we have got to play this awesome intro graphic. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome in to today's Locked On Reds podcast for July 5th, Monday, the day after Independence Day and the day after the Reds completed the series sweep of the Chicago Cubs. Man, it just feels sweeter when they do it to the Cubs in Great American Ballpark because there's so much blue in the stands. I hate how much Cubs fans get into Great American Ballpark, but it happens every series. So it was sweet to see it happen. That was just phenomenal ball by this Reds team. We're going to break it down here in just a minute. We've also got some thoughts that we've got to unpack about the All-Star Game with Jesse Winker and Nick Castellanos officially getting the official nod to start this summer classic. Also, we're going to talk about Mike Miner against Vladimir Gutierrez. That's all coming up in just a minute. Before we get into that, though, make sure you're following the podcast on whatever app you're currently listening to. Also, subscribe. You here watching on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed. That way, almost anything that I've got all season long for you about this Cincinnati Reds team. All right, so a sweep, four in a row. Great baseball being played by the Reds because they're doing exactly what needs to be done. 
We're not talking about some crazy numbers so far as the hits and the runs and all that stuff go. They're not putting up crooked scores. And we're not talking about like a lot of crazy pitching or anything like that. They are doing exactly what needs to be done. And especially when you look at that third win to win the series, to sweep the series, the Reds didn't hit a ton. In fact, the only legitimate hit that brought in a run was Tucker Barnhart's double. The other run was scored on a bases loaded hit by pitch of Jonathan India. And then a RBI fielder's choice by Jesse Winker for the go ahead and eventual game winning run. That's not exactly how you draw it up, but Hey, if you score more points than the other team, you win just to let you know that. Uh, but uh, Wade Miley pitched a pretty okay game, not a ton of strikeouts. He did give up a lot of base runners, but he was able to limit the damage and the defense while it made some mistakes and made a few like head scratching plays and an error by Eugenio Suarez. They made exactly enough plays as well. In fact, when you watch that final the, the double play to end the game that Suarez made the play on the way that the ball bounced was just a little bit closer to him than the way that the ball bounced earlier that ate him up and, and caused an error and put a runner on base for the Cubs. In fact, the way that it bounces, he fields it so cleanly. It's almost as if he does that all the time. There have been plenty of plays where he doesn't do that all the time. So it was nice to see that happen because Amir Garrett did not have his best stuff. Amir Garrett came out of the bullpen and immediately walked the first batter he saw on four pitches. That was a very quick, oh boy, here we go. Feeling from uh, the Reds changing from Brad Brock to Amir Garrett. Thankfully, he was able to get that double play induced. I give more credit to the defense there than to him, but hey, it all works out in the end. A win is a win and you look at the weekend as a whole the reds got exactly enough of what they need they only scored eight runs all weekend long but the pitching was phenomenal only giving up five in fact this bullpen has continued a trend i was taking a look at what the bullpen has done because we've talked about them recently stepping up in the absence of lucas sims and tj anton who TJ Antone just got a PRP injection into his arm the other day. They're saying that it'll be the end of the July by the time he's back. I'm a little bit pessimistic about it. We'll see how that all plays out, but the bullpen has at least held its own over the last three weeks. I'm going to break it down to three weeks for you. The bullpen has been phenomenal. We're talking about fourth in the National League, fourth in uh, wins above replacement, according to to fan graphs. They are fifth in ERA, fourth in XFIP. So the when it comes to metrics that can determine ERA in the future, XFIP is considered one of the better metrics for that. They're fourth in the National League. They are first in strikeout to walk rate. That is a nice change of pace because all they were doing early on was walking people. They have cut down on that here lately. Amir Garrett, well, you know, he tried to bump that up there on Sunday, but Hey, it's all right. And the BABIP is not saying that they're getting super lucky. It's 287 right now, which is right in the middle of the national league. They're not getting overly lucky and they're not getting overly unlucky. They're right where they should be. The only thing that I look at with this bullpen, and I mean, they did their job and that's what you want them to do, but they are giving up a lot of hard hit 
contact 38.9% of the time. That's fourth worst in the National League. They're up there with teams like Pittsburgh and Colorado and teams that you don't want to be around right now when it comes to the statistics of pitching and bad stuff. And that's where the hard hit rate is. So you want to see that come down. But overall, very nice job by this been over the last three weeks and loving what I'm seeing on the lineup side. We talked about his career on Friday. Joey Votto has once again become a problem for opposing pitching. He has been on fire in his last 25 games, 295 batting average, 908 OPS. He's got six homers and he's got 20 runs batted in in his last 25 games. Loving to see that from him because it's it's been interesting to note that Jesse Winker in that same period of time is only hitting 240. So he's coming down a little bit. I mean, it's not terrible. We're not talking about a Eugenio Suarez numbers, but it's not been as good as he was in the first half of the season that really got him going to this all-star starting nod, which we'll talk about here in just a minute. But what did we talk about? We said that Winker and Castellanos were not always going to hit as well as they were. So somebody else has to step up and Joey Votto's making that leap. Hopefully that continues. All right. I love how this series went. It's four in a row. There are seven big games coming up starting tonight in Kansas City for this Reds team. I don't necessarily know that they have to win all seven, but they definitely need to continue this winning trend. We're going to talk about that all here in just a minute, but I want to start by looking at the all-star. There's a lot of thoughts that I have about this. It's interesting to know. I know that when it comes to all-star stuff, it's not that big a whatever we'll get into that here in just a minute before we start that though i want to let you know that you can still sign up and make some money off your sports knowledge at betonline.ag go there set up your profile today and type in the promo code locked on you'll get 50 percent added onto your initial deposit what right yeah 50 percent five zero you put in 50 bucks they'll give you another 25 you put in 100 they'll give you another 50 just for typing in the promo code locked on plus you can bet on all the best odds for major league baseball the nba playoffs they're now in the finals the nhl stanley cup if the lightning don't sweep tonight and you've got mma boxing nfl once that gets going all that great stuff can be found at betonline.ag Take your smart sports brain there today. Set up your profile and enter the promo code locked on to get 50% added onto your initial deposit. BetOnline.ag is the only online sports book that I trust, and you should too. Join me there and set up your profile with the promo code locked on to get 50% added onto your initial deposit. All right, I was really excited to see because we've been talking about it for a while. We wanted to make sure that Jesse Winker and Nick Castellanos got their due. They've had an amazing first half to this season, and they deserved the all-star start, and that's exactly what they got. It's the first time since 2013 that the Reds will have two starters in the all-star game. Talking about Brandon Phillips and Joey Votto that year. And it's the first time since 1956, it has happened before, 1956, that the Reds have had two outfielders start the game. And that is when Frank Robinson and Gus Bell started for the Red Legs in the Midsummer Classic. I, I love to see, like, look back on these numbers. 
It's interesting to note that in 2012, whenever Joey and BP started the game, they went over. They went over four, over two, each of them. And then in 1956, Frank Robinson and Gus Bell combined over three. Gus Bell only got one at bat in that game and was replaced by a dude that I think you all will know. His name is Willie Mays. It's interesting to note that at one point, Gus Bell started an all-star game over Willie Mays. All-star games are funny that way. But in 2000, I kind of look at some recent history for the Reds when it comes to the all-star game. The last time that both or that more than one red. So the two reds that played in the game, the last time that more than one red in the all-star game got a hit. You don't have to go that far. It was 2018, which is also coincidentally the last time that a red got a home run. And it was both Joey Votto and Scooter Jeanette who homered in that game. Both of them came off the bench and got home runs in a pretty awesome game. A Eugenio Suarez also came off the bench in that one, but he went over one. The last red, and this is an interesting one too, uh, I'd be interested to know who could get this right in a trivia game. The last red with a multi-hit all-star game, can you guess it? You got to go back to 1992. Yes. If you guessed Bip Roberts, you're right. In fact, he's the last dude to get a multi-hit game for quite a while. He went two for two, two singles and two runs scored coming off the bench and replacing a guy that I think we've all heard of, uh, Barry Bonds in left field. It's just funny to look back on that because there's also a stat that's not so funny to look at. And that is since the year 2000 Reds hitters in the all-star game. Ugh, woeful six for 45. Yeah. Six hits. 45 at bats. If you count at home, that's a 133 batting average. And were it not for Joey Votto and Scooter Jeanette's homers in 2018, the Reds would have no extra base hits in the Midsummer Classic. Oh, that's a uh, tall task. Jesse Winker and Nick Castellanos, uh, they, need to, they need to reverse those trends a little bit. I think they can. This is both their first All-Star game, obviously, for Winker. But it was interesting to think that Castellanos has not made an All-Star game while with the Tigers, even doing one of those where the Tigers didn't have anybody, so they gave them a nod for Castellanos. But for his first All-Star game, I'm kind of hoping he gets a home run. We'll have to see. He's going to go up against some interesting players. In fact, Shohei Otani was announced as both a hitter and a pitcher for the All-Star game. He he hit his 31, 30, 31th, 31st home run the other night. Dude's got 31 home runs already. That ties the record for most home runs by a Japanese-born Major League Baseball player. And we're not even to the All-Star break yet. That's Phenomenal. So I'm looking forward to watching him and a lot of other guys here in this Midsummer Classic. But the Reds got two starters in Jesse Winker and Nick Castellanos looking to continue their awesome start to the season in front of a nationwide crowd that, I mean, let's be honest, if you've seen any sort of highlights, whether they be on ESPN or MLB Network, and you see like Bally Sports San Diego or NBC Sports Massachusetts, you know, other, other sports. Other teams' networks, whenever they have the ticker at the bottom line and they talk about the Reds and if Jesse Winker had a good game, most of the time they spell his name Winkler, like he's Henry Winkler or something, Hey, which he's not. He's Winker. So maybe they will learn his name 
at the all-star game. And hopefully he can do that by getting a couple of hits. That'd be pretty awesome. But yeah, recent history there for you with the Reds, obviously no all-star game last year. So it'll be nice to see it once again. And I know there's some of you that are saying, Jeff, why are you talking about the all-star game so much? It really doesn't count for anything. It's just a lot of fun. You know, baseball is supposed to be fun. And that's what the all-star game is. Hopefully it's not going to be weird. Like the one time they had to call it because teams ran out of players. I know that wasn't a lot of fun. All right, let's talk about this Reds Royals series that gets started tonight in Kansas city at Kauffman stadium. Goody is on the mound. We're going to talk about that here in just a minute. Before we do though, I want you to grab a built bar, grab your favorite flavor they've got nine right now on their website you can check them out they've got cherry barcia they've got peanut butter brownie mint chocolate brownie raspberry so many for you to choose from that you can't go wrong cherry barcia is my favorite but they have great flavors all over the place and they will rotate in and out from time to time these limited flavors that are even more awesome like cookies and cream and they've also got this awesome churro puff one that tastes exactly like a three musketeer i swear it does you got to check them out today at builtbar.com and i got a promo code for you it's locked 15 you'll save 15 percent off your next order of the snack that is made with 100 real chocolate so you know you're getting some good stuff but the stats on it are amazing as well like 130 calories sometimes 140 up to 17 or 18 grams of protein and no more than four net carbs and four grams of sugar look them up today at builtbar.com and use the promo code locked 15 to save 15 percent off your next order of the amazingly delicious built bar All right, let's finish it up. Looking at the series opener between the Reds and the Royals tonight, the Royals are reeling. They are two and seven, two and eight in their last 10. And uh, they've been swept by a couple of teams here recently. One notable, the Red Sox, they're a playoff looking like right now. One not so notable, the Texas Rangers, who are nowhere near the playoffs and aren't going to be anywhere near close, especially in that very talented NL West division. So, When I look at the Royals, I look at this as a series that the Reds need to win. They need to take two out of three. Uh, This needs to be something where they can't mess around and do the whole interleague thing where they struggle, and and I I don't want to see that. I want to see them play well and take two out of three. Tonight is the night that's probably up in the air for me. With Goody coming to the mound, Vladimir Gutierrez has not been Gucci as of late. In fact, when you look at the month of June, it's a tale of two halves. He had six starts. The first three, good. Second three, not good. His first three, he had 18 total innings. He only allowed six earned runs, 13 hits. He had 16 strikeouts, eight walks, and a total of 289 pitches in those 18 innings. His last three starts, 15 and a third innings, 14 earned runs, 20 hits, nine walks, and 11 strikeouts. He threw 270 pitches to get eight less outs than he did in his first three starts of the month. So what's he going to be today? Who knows? We'll have to see. It's something that we've talked about a lot with him. The peripherals were not great. They weren't pretending uh, to be awesome and, and saying that he was going to continue this crazy stretch of having an ERA around three. They said it's more closer to five which is where his ERA now stands. 
that's not going to be something that we look at and we say, okay, we need to get rid of Goody out of the rotation and move him into the bullpen. I still like what he brings to the table, and I still think he can be a serviceable rotation piece there, you know, in the fourth or fifth spot. But tonight is a night that he needs to feast. He needs to get right. There is talent in this Royals lineup. You're looking at Andrew Benintendi. You're looking at Salvador Perez. You're looking at Carlos Santana. And you're thinking those guys he's going to have a tough time with. But there's some other folks in there he just needs to mow down. And I'm hoping to see that tonight. Now, uh, the company uh, that he's keeping, the guy that he's facing, on the other side of the diamond, it's really weird because there are left-handed pitchers in the game of baseball that aren't fantastic. And to be honest with you, when you look at the numbers for Mike Miner, you fit him into that list. He's not a hard thrower. In fact, all four of the pitches that he throws, he does a pretty good job of splitting up these four pitches, but the four-seam fastball, the change-up, the slider, and the curve – all fall within 10 miles an hour of one another. The average speed on the curve is 80 and the average speed on the four seam is 90. Now he does have phenomenal like plus plus spin on his fastball, but that's really about it. Everything else is pretty average. In fact, even the batting average against his fastball is still like 230 something. It's not as if he just completely shuts people down and he doesn't strike a ton of people out. Really the one thing that he does well is limit walks. Everything else, he gives up contact. His average exit velocity is kind of high, not not like alarmingly so that you think, oh boy, the Reds are going to kill this guy. But I say all of this, and and even look at the fact, in the month of June, he has a 6.44 ERA in 36 innings. And he has reverse splits. Right-handers don't hit him as well as left-handers do, which is backwards. Normally, left-handers can't hit left-handed pitching. But I say all of this, I say all of the fact that he looks mediocre. He doesn't look that great. He's soft throwing. He gives up contact guys hit him a lot. I say all that to say this, he's a left-handed pitcher. And when it comes to this reds lineup, for some reason, when you say that he's a left-handed pitcher, everything else that I just gave you does not matter. So what does the lineup do tonight? How do they attack Mike minor? Like I mentioned, it's a basic pitch. Uh, repertoire for him. Four-seamer, change, slider, curve. There's nothing fancy there. And the slider and the curve don't have crazy whiff rates. In fact, his slider gets killed and has an expected batting average over 300. So I look at this and I say that the Reds need to score runs tonight. Obviously, they need to score runs, Jeff. What what else are you telling us here? But against Mike Miner, regardless of the fact that he pitches from the left side of the mound, this is the kind of game where you look over the course of a season and you say, sure, the Reds lineup had trouble with left-handed pitching early on, but then they faced Mike Miner and they kind of figured something out and they leveled out a bit. And those stats that look crazy bad against left-handed pitching kind of get a little bit better. This is the night to do that, hopefully they can. I did mention a couple of guys in the lineup that might give Vladimir Gutierrez fits. I always look at Carlos Santana. That dude has one of the best batter's eye in baseball, and he's not been phenomenal this year, but he's still a dude that's going to have long at-bats against Goody. So Goody's going to have to bear down and throw good, some good strikes, not just strikes, because Santana still has that power. Plus, you got Salvador Perez, who is the ageless wonder behind the plate, and Andrew Benintendi, 
from Madeira, who has a ton of talent and uh, can definitely change a game for this Royals lineup. So how does Goody kind of bottle in everything that has been a struggle over the last three starts, keep it over here and have a good night? Hopefully Derek Johnson knows the answer to that because we'll see it tonight at 8:10. This is the road trip that leads to the break. 7 games, 3 in Kansas City and 4 in Milwaukee, and then the Reds are off for a few days, which I'm sure they're happy about because once they get to the All-Star break, it will finish a stretch of 33 games in 34 days. And yes, I know. They play a game for a living, so it's not as if they're doing grueling work by any stretch of the imagination. But even still, only having one off day in over a month can probably wear on you mentally. So how do they attack that this road trip? How do they look at that and they say, man, we got a couple of off days coming. Let, let's make sure we finish this first half of the season strong, which I know, I know it's not literally the first half. It's just, you know, getting to the all-star break. But how do they go into the break strong and not fill, not fizzle out? Because this nice little four-game win streak is cool and all, and three games over 500 is swell and all, but there's still seven games behind the Brewers. There's still plenty of work to be done, plenty of baseball to be played, and seven. So obviously I mentioned the four games in Milwaukee, then the first three games back out of the All-Star break at home against Milwaukee. You cannot sleep on the bracketing games around the All-Star break they got to play well. They cannot go to Milwaukee and lose three out of four. They have to, by by all stretch of the imagination, they have to at least split. And then they have to win that series against Milwaukee at home to begin the next half of the season, or else they're looking at a, a very uh, steep hill to climb, regardless of the fact that they're in second place. And I'd love to say that I think they're going to compete for a wild card. I heard Eno Saris the other day on a show say that he believes – the Reds can compete for a wild card. <sighs> Maybe it's, it's going to be tough though. Cause those three teams out in the NL West are just phenomenal. So uh, how, how does this team compete? Can they get some guys back from injury and make a run? I hope that the front office is not banking on that as plan one, a one B one C. And we'll just see what happens after that, because hopefully they can go out and get an arm or two and bolster this bullpen that has shown you that even though they went out for a garage sale, they still came back with some nice pieces that are at least for the time being uh, pretty sturdy. We'll see how that all unfolds. But tonight, Vladimir Gutierrez, Mike Miner, Reds and Royals begin a three-game set. The Reds got to at least win two out of three. I'm hoping for a sweep, though. We'll see how it goes. We'll re recap Game one tomorrow right here on the podcast. Make sure that you're subscribed right here to the YouTube channel and you're following whatever podcasting app you're currently listening to. And make sure you follow me on Twitter as well at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at Locked on Reds and save the Locked on Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159 for comments, questions, reactions, whatever you've got. But that'll do it for us here today. Thank you so much for watching and listening. And I'll talk to each and every one of you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. 
You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.